have in this world is my balls and my words. And I don't break them for no Do you understand? Welcome, welcome. This is the Big Kids Podcast. I'm Abu. I'm Brian. And yeah, this is um this is a bit of a different podcast before because we're actually in front of each other this yeah. time. You well, know. actually, funnily enough, we did some like demo takes, didn't we? Initially, yeah. and then, and then this one is the the real thing. Yeah, definitely the real McCoy. Definitely. So, but yeah, it took it took a bit of a while for me to get here because on my on my um Google Maps it's like forty minutes to get here. Oh, okay, yeah, from yeah. North London. So I'm thinking, all right, cool. But then I hit the bridge, and it's just a complete slowdown, mm. and it's just I forget how literally. The uh, Dartford Crossing is just always a slowdown. Oh, God, I hate the Dartford Crossing. So anyways, coming through, and I'm thinking, what was the hold-up? There's a car, like, flames coming off Could the Could you bonnet. tell what make it was? Oh, it was a Nissan, funny enough. And yeah, a what? Cash car, Nissan cash car. Oh, okay, it was yeah. a cash car red. That's not good news. Exactly, and I'm thinking, shit, like, what did you use your car? Honestly, like, how, do you, how does it reach that point where your car's bursting into flames? No, but, I, I do think something probably to do with the summer heat. Maybe, yeah, true, true. But, uh, by the way, you're here for what exactly? Oh, yeah, to watch the Euros, come on, literally, so, come on yeah, England. I'm excited as well, actually. I feel like, I don't, I'm not back in England to win it, but I feel like they're like the... Quarters, at least, I think. Like, they're the, they're the dark horse in this competition. You never know, could could win it. Could yeah. win it, you know. Yeah, if France aren't, like... if, aren't, if France, if they're not tearing up teams, we'll see, we'll see. Brother, just put Wan Bissaka. It will put Mbappe in his pocket. Man, Wan Bissaka got left <laughs> in Manchester, mate. Yeah, there was no oh. space for him. Who did they replace him with? Ben White. Ben White. I don't know. It's, it seems a bit of a madness. All of that. To to be quite honest with you. The like, thing is, I want to see if Rashford starts because Grealish has to play. Grealish has mm. to play, man. So actually, this said though that the Ericsson situation. Did you see it or? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't actually watch the match. I just no, heard, okay, I, yeah, yeah. So I just heard news afterwards. But from what I've seen in the highlights, it's just there was no one around him, and he just collapsed to the ground. Yeah, no, I did. I watched like a little slowdown clip on YouTube, and okay. I was like, "Damn, that's quite serious." Yeah, exactly. Like a Mwamba situation, exactly, yeah. exactly. And dude's twenty nine, and this is the other thing that gets me. It's post Mwamba. I thought after the Mwamba thing, everyone was like, "Oh, we're gonna check everyone's hearts." Yeah, yeah. All this kind of stuff, and it's not like Ericsson weren't a big, famous dude. Exactly. Like, you know, in the Milan, they're probably thinking, "Oh shit, he can't play. He's on contract." Yeah. You know, obviously we can't just sack him off. Exactly. And and they wanted to sell better for players anyway, yeah. and now that's another one they can't sell. Yeah. So that's a you know, and Inter got. A, play the PR right on that yeah so exactly that's a problem that. for them but no you know what I was just like geez I hope he doesn't die because it's just a sad no 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 I'm glad I'm glad like they quickly came out saying like he's in stable condition like yeah thank goodness thank goodness because that's the last thing you want to see honestly man and also this COVID situation has also touched like the Spanish squad like a couple players had oh, to oh yeah I heard about that yeah, yeah had to leave because of COVID and it's like damn this year is really being hampered by just stuff we're not seeing but it's mm. all for entertainment, man. No, but I was also thinking, just because I've watched a lot of football this this year, I was like, blimey, these players are playing a lot of games. If you're first uh, 11 for your club, you are playing a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think Rashford must be close to like 40, 50 games this season. Oh, crap, wow. And, he, you know, he's already injured. 
That's the thing. So, uh, you know, it's a big stress on the players. You know, it's a big stress. I don't even want to be watching the Euros. Too much football this year. <laughs> no, because what happened with COVID was, at first I was like, damn, this is actually the longest time ever with yeah. no football. Yeah. And then they rushed all the season in. And now it's been a bit too much football. Yeah, literally. So, but, so anyway, the purpose of this uh, episode is kind of like a little season review for, for much of a better word. And, uh, you know, let's start with Arsenal because you're a forgotten team. I don't even know where in the table you ended up. So we, I weren't worried. We, uh, (laughs) I think we ended up ninth. Just Ninth. under Tottenham, because um, they managed to beat Leicester. Oh, I mean, okay. It all had a chain game. effect. Yeah, it had a chain of effect. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, because of that, it's just it's been a mediocre season. Last season we finished eighth, but we had an FA Cup, so it kind of papered over the cracks. But the club has always been in decline, and yeah. right now it's just he's tried to get the players out. Like we got rid of Kalasinac, Mustafi, Özil. So it's kind of like a re refresh. So this summer we'll wait and see, because the board, as much as fans, we don't believe in Arteta because I feel personally he's a bit naive. Like he hasn't got the experience yet. Yeah. But we're being told to trust the fucking process, and that's that's what we're gonna do. I mean, I think the thing is, is that really the problem isn't the manager. You know, the the fact is, I think Kroenke and the Arsenal board right now are just thinking, okay. Actually, what's happened is because of City and because Chelsea have come along, really it's too tough to compete for that top four, for that Champions League spot. Because, for the league. You know, the, yeah, the league's not even there. The league's been off the table for a while. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we're discussing top four. So I think that's where they've gone with it. They're like, let's just try and keep it top half of the table and go on a few cup runs. Mm. You know, if we can win it, if we can get a cup every five to ten years, then sorted. That's the that's the thinking because, you know, at the end of the day, all money in, no money out. Mm. Mm. Right. That's that's what he's done with the club. You know what it is? Someone told me that winning's a culture. At certain clubs, you expect to win at Madrid, at Barcelona, Bayern Munich. The expectation is always to try and win. Right. But Arsenal's like what you exactly just said. The expectations are like, what, FA Cup, maintain, mm. like, maybe be a bit competitive, but there's no aspirations for the title, which has fallen from, like, the times of the Invincibles, which I kind of, I got, I kind of supported Arsenal on the back end of their, I'd say, downfall. But so, but let me ask you, I mean, is it just not the financial circumstances? Like, other clubs have come in and spent big and and that's where it is. It's just a spending thing. Mm. Because I don't know, but I don't think Arsenal are that far off where they are in the spending table. You know, like, mm. in terms of, generally, for the most part, wages correlate to where you finish in the league. Yeah, yeah. For the most part. Of and I think, you know, that's still reflected in Arsenal. And actually, I think, really, it's going to become tougher now for Arsenal because on the back end of Wenger... You still got a Bamiyang, you know. You still managed to bring in a few star players. I forget the French striker now, which is Lacazette. Lacazette. Yeah. Now you're never going to bring in a Lacazette or a quality player like a Bamiyang. Of course, money speaks. Of, of course. course, London speaks yeah. because it's, you know it's an international city. 
players are happy to move to London. Exactly. Right? That helps. But I do wonder, I do wonder where it's going to go. And for example, you look at selling Giroud. Giroud was a mistake. Should have kept Giroud mm. and never brought in Lacazette. But the reality is Lacazette uh, probably brought Aubameyang with him because they're like very good pals and that kind of thing. Mm, mm. So that kind of helped him along. But, you know, Giroud's another player who left Arsenal. And went on to achieve so much better. <laughs> yeah. So much better. Champions League, Europa League, title, you, you name it. And to be honest, I've not been following Chelsea, so a lot of their players just came as a surprise to me. Even no, but they season. spent big, you know. That's no, they what, also spent big, yeah. But that's also, it's like from the top, like you were saying, it's the structure. Like, our owners don't invest money. Abramovich is like, all right, we need a goalkeeper, we'll spend 70 mil on Kepa. Mm. He's not working out calm, let's bin him quickly, get Mendy for, what, 20 mil. Like, he's decisive. When something's not going wrong, fine. But Arsenal, we bought Pepe for 70 mil. And yeah. only now he's coming good. It's been like why of all teams, like we apparently Zaha was on the table for a little less. But Zaha, yeah, I think Zaha actually would have been better. Definitely, like he's proven uh, Premier League quality. Yeah, Pepe. I mean, Pepe really, just for his build, I think he was going to have to be exceptionally good. Do you know what I mean? Just his physical attributes straight away would make me worry. Mm, mm. If he hit the gym, yeah, definitely. Because towards the end of the season, he was shining. Like, he's got a wonderful left foot. Like, he not makes players, like, for, mm. like it's easy. But the problem is now it's just... Arsenal in such a shambles shape. Like, the entire squad needs rejuvenating. Like, Hector Bellerin, the goalkeeping situation. Um, our le- we haven't got a left-back, apart from Kian Tierney, who's always injured. So, so what's a good summer? Let's, let's put it this way. Let's, let's wrap it up in the sense of... How do you think the season went? Did they overperform? Did they underperform with the quality of the players? And who do, who do you like? Who or who do you? What do you want to see happen in the summer, man? Okay. Because you know, I think. Okay, so simple, right? Um, we made terrible signing season. William, he has been just terrible, <laughs> honestly. Like, brother, he's he's living the London life. Honestly, That's what like, he's doing. you got a question sometimes before you sign a player. You got to question their motivation about what they bring to the team. And William hasn't brought much. Yeah, brother, he just didn't want. To, you know, he still had twelve months on his let. That, that's why he stayed. It's a joke. So David Luiz, I understand. We stayed. We kept him on. You know, for support, but we should have bought someone else also. The situation with Williams Saliba, I don't understand it at all. I, I wish there was some clarity because he was at the club for six months until the winter transfer window didn't play a game so it's like is he a youth defender yeah no he's we bought him from um, St Etienne when he was 18 apparently he was getting first team games there playing like 30 games it, we loaned him back to Nice this season instantly in their first team and um, they go on a cup run I think they win like a French final they lost oh, it okay. so he's playing well in France but he hasn't got a game in England so I want that clarified in regards to how good he is you know mm. um I- and another centre back, this is because uh, David Luiz is gone. We need another centre back, a solid one. <sighs> Bayern Munich took the one from, um, um, like, uh, was it RP Leipzig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The French guy. Um, Con- Conde, I think. No, that's Liverpool. It's oh, uh, Monaco, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah so, yeah. like, literally all the good centre backs are going. We've got a kid on loan who's been at Stuttgart, Greek international, um, is it Mavropanos or something like that? Mm. And then um, he's coming back, but we'll see. 
I mean, the issue is centre mid. We need. I'm hearing rumours of Ruben Neves from Wolves. I'd welcome that. He's a better, better alternative to Xhaka because he, from by the looks of, it, he's going to Roma. Mm. So, a cam. I think we keep Odegaard, and on loan another season. Yeah, on loan with another season. Yeah, like, yeah. On loan, yeah. Because we missed out on uh, Buendia. That's the, that's another thing. Like. How oh I, yeah, I heard about this. He was like, he turned down Arsenal for Aston Villa. The thing is, I understand. I think no, it was more of a monetary thing. Aston Villa paid four million more. Arsenal couldn't be bothered to do that. So, okay, kind of shows the ambition again. It shows the ambition, and the thing is as well, in Aston Villa, aspirations are different, and it, in some ways, it's less pressure on the player. Yeah, yeah, one thing, so that helps, but also it's like, I think. And it's true. How much has AFTV got to do with it? But sometimes there's always like a like a doom and gloom around the club, because really it's hard to be excited because there's no young players coming through. There's you know no we got yeah. Saka yeah. and Emil Smith Rowe. Yeah, I was thinking United by Saka. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's hard to. What I'm saying is. You, what you need is an upwards trend and the feeling at the moment is everything's just been downwards trend yeah yeah with Arsenal and I think that's that's the difficulty in creating there's still that it's dying down now maybe this is what I'm saying like sometimes the pressure or the upset to succeed is too high you know what it is to, Arsenal are going to be in this rut for a couple of years I say three seasons of more mediocrity I don't think we're going to be challenging for the top four We'll be scraping it maybe sixth. But right now, Arsenal are in a transition stage, which is, we've just got to look inward. We've got to focus on how we play our football and that's it, you know. Liverpool, Man City, United, they can challenge for the title. But for us, we just need to get back to the fundamentals, find our style of play. Remember Arsenal had a style of play, passing it into the goal. Mm. I can't remember we scored a goal like that. It's been a while. So I think we just need a reset. And then kick again in the but, So, you know, let me give you my perspective on this, uh, like, transition. It's true, uh, because I feel like that about Manchester United. But similarly, I look at Chelsea, and where's their transition season? No, but they're aggressive. Hey, how much do they spend on Kai Havertz? 90 mil. How much do they spend on Werner? Like, 60 mil. How much do they spend on... No, no, OK, but... They, they're no, aggressive. no, of course, but, yeah. but it's not like Arsenal ain't spent, and it's not like... Not to, Chelsea, not to the level of Chelsea, not to the level of Chelsea. They're probably spent in the billions over the last decade. But it's still, you know, they've got two Champions Leagues now. Yeah, it's a bit mad. Yeah, which they, yeah, it's yeah. a bit mad, think about it. But that's because of years of investment. Think of, This started back in 2005 with Didier Ogba, Ian Robin, Crespo, all these men coming yeah, through. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, this, long, is start, this has been a yeah, long yeah, way in the, in the windpipe. No, of course. Yeah, well, and you just look at City... I mean, City get into the final. Remember when they had Rubinho, Joe, Vincent yeah, Company, yeah, yeah, these yeah, joke yeah. men, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, these guys are still trying it, but nothing's coming off. Then they bought Aguero. That's when, yeah. David yeah, Silver. Aguero from Athletic Club. The thing is, the funny thing about City as a club is actually, they used their average attendance, even before they were big, was still around 40k. Okay. So they're still a big club, right? They get... They uh, get... No, no. Relatively speaking, now. No, no, but what I mean is they're a big club in the sense that they've always had support like a Sheffield Wednesday okay. or an Aston Villa or a Newcastle or stuff like that. Like, mm. you know, they're established 
big club in terms of support. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's not like Wigan. Like, Wigan won FA Cup, right? Yeah. But really, there's more rugby league or rugby union fans in Wigan than there are Premiership football fans. Okay. Like, in terms of attendance. Yeah, that's interesting. So... Yeah. Where are Wigan at the moment? I don't even know. <laughs> but... Uh, but I, I think it's in... You know... I think that's an interesting point. Like, City were always a big club. But... They were never a big club in terms of like... They had a big fan base, you're saying? Yeah, they had, a, big, they had a big solid fan base, but they didn't have any pedigree. Yeah, of course, yeah. You yeah. know, and this is the thing with Chelsea. Like, now with those European... This is the thing, it's like, it's one thing doing it at home. That, you know, it's one thing doing it at home and then another thing doing it away. And Chelsea now, because of those European titles... The biggest club in London. They yeah, got that... I admit. You know... They they kind of given themselves that little bit of pedigree, right? Because you're like, damn, that's a club with some like credentials, uh, mate. Yeah, it's, it's a club accolades. of tradition and and whatever, you know. Yeah, even tradition. like a Nottingham Forest, like Nottingham Forest got European titles. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's a club of tradition and pedigree, right? So it's 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 a shame because really. Wenger really did deserve a European title. He really did. Yeah. He did deserve one. Yeah. And in some ways, it's a kind of a blemish on his record. He never got one. Even a UEFA, uh, Europa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at least it's just it's that, you know. But it doesn't. There's no justice in the world. We already know that, <laughs> right? And so it's a, he deserved one for sure. Definitely, Wenger. But, yeah. We can all say that in hindsight, man. We can only say that in hindsight. But yeah, what's the situation with Man United then? So, I've got to say, since Bruno joined, yeah. for me, I fell in love with football again. Because there's a touch of the Ronaldinho where he gets the ball and you don't know what's going to happen. And Well, uh, you know, tell a lie. Two-thirds wow, of the time. Him to Two-thirds two, two of the time, he's yeah. going to he's gonna give the ball away. That's the reality. Two-thirds of the time. But the other further the time, you know, he's going to give you an opportunity to probably put it in the back of the net, okay. and that's and that's what it's worth. I mean, in terms of Man United, I think it's quite simple. Uh, Fred and McTominay aren't good enough. That's a fact. And uh, and, and, and Maguire needs a proper part. Here's the thing: Maguire is still the best defender, and then. Man United fans probably underrate him, but the problem is this, that Maguire needs a senior. He needs a senior partner. Like a Thiago Silva. I think even a Thiago Silva, someone who could give him some direction or some pointers. I've got to be honest with you. I about Cellini? He's getting old. I can't feel what the mix would be. Yeah. But but Maguire needs to be the junior partner in that mix. Cellini, yeah. actually, yeah. Cellini and, uh, and him. Cellini from um, Juve. I don't know uh, if he would go. I don't know what the circumstances, but there's chat of Varane. I'm not that familiar. Oh, but Varane needs Ramos though. That's the thing. Varane's kind of like the same situation you're saying. Oh, okay. If Ramos ain't playing, he's playing a bit. No, of shit, okay, man. but he's still better than what's left. That's that's the problem. Like Maguire needs someone, but the midfield we need a defensive midfielder because actually Fred or even McTominay, box to box actually offers a bit more. Like, even McTonough, he's got a good strike on him. He's he's big. He's aggressive with his play. 
but you know he can't he can't be a defensive midfielder he can't calculate the you know Makaleli role you mean role. you mean Michael, Michael Carrick no more defensive than Michael Carrick okay. like it needs to you know what's no, matches you, doing you can't you can't do you can't get Kante you can't clone him but that's yeah, who yeah. you would want <laughs> you know the guy is uh, uh, absolute honestly one of mad. a kind man like one of the you know he's one of those actually that's going to prove it through a career career length like mm-hmm. 7 out of 10 performances nearly every single game yeah like just, just so many he's won it all man he's won it all and he does he does deserve it and he's still like, got like 5 more years in him yeah for sure he he's a player he he when when Chelsea signed him I was like I don't believe it that was a mistake that was a mistake to let him go because he would do so much. No, but Leicester, come on, he was, a, he was at a small club compared to Chelsea at the time. No, no, of course. But so anyway, going back to United, that's where I think, that's where the problem is in the midfield. The attacking, the attackers, really, you know, Marshall had an awful season, got injured, but the season before he got 21 goals. He's a quality player. And actually, even this uh, season, yeah. he put in a man of the match performance against Manchester City. Mm, like mm. playing number nine really well okay. and I think you know just seeing even Cavani's impact on Greenwood yeah. it, like it's no surprise Cavani uh, wins the last minute winner with a diving header and then four to six weeks later Mason Greenwood is doing the same diving header shit you know there's a there's something there and I, of course I understand it. When you're young, yeah. you're not thinking. When you see a 32-year-old guy who's got a career... Playing you know, at the top level. Playing being... at the top level. A, a, a brother who... Scores would have been, yeah. No, he would have been buying him on Ultimate Team yeah, yeah. with mad stats for years and years. And you see it up close. And you see the dedication and the application yeah. of the player. Of course it makes an impact. Yeah. Because you realise, if I want to be in this top echelon, ain't no fucking about... It's real. It's like, you think David Beckham didn't practice free kicks. How do you think he got so good? Yeah, true. You know, how did Ronaldo get so good? Ronaldo was there. He was training. Yeah. You know? So there is that, there is that kind of application so you know, that, that's it. the thing. We don't have that Arsenal, I don't think, you know? When you come, if you're a, a, a young player and you look at our squad, who's the guy you're like, hmm, maybe a Bamangin, yeah, he's proven, but he's had a really shit season. Mm. And he seems so happy-go-lucky all the time. There's no... Edge to him in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not he... sad enough if he lose. So this is the thing about Bruno. Mm. Bruno, he's got a fire up his on his ass. Like yeah. he wants to win. I feel for him though. He leaves. He leaves Sport in Lisbon and they win a title. <laughs> no, I, I do. I do feel for for Bruno because I mean he was upset about losing the the uh, Europa League. And I can understand that because he hasn't won a trophy. Like, think for a player, you actually got to think it is important to win trophies. Exactly. You yeah. know, because at the end of the day, not everyone wins the trophies. Like, you need to go, you need to go do it and be there. Did Mathilde win any trophies? No. Okay. So you just end up like a Mathilde Well, but Mathilde spent all his career with Southampton, didn't he? Okay. So he becomes like a little local legend. Okay, yeah. Kind of thing. So, for Bruno, I think he he wants to come in and he wants to win. And that pushes other players, you know, that pushes other players because he's not afraid to say, what the fuck are you doing? 
you know. Uh-huh. Like, do you want to win or not? Like, you got to put your body on the line because at the end of the day, don't get me wrong, football players do put their bodies on the line. You've seen, like, clash of heads, all this uh-huh. kind of stuff. And, of course, I get sick of people saying, oh, it's not like rugby. Yeah. It's not like a lot of rugby players end up spend most of their time injured. Since rugby became more professional, more of their players become uh, spend more time injured than ever before. Because think before they haven't got time to put on extra stones and muscle in the gym. Yeah, yeah. And now the impacts are much stronger uh, than before. You, people are more fitter than ever. I think I look at footballers yeah. now. everyone's so lean and like yeah, they're lean. Like everyone, the game is just moving so fast. Like like fitness has to be part of your. Your regiment, no, the, like would a that would a Maradona survive in today's f- football climate? I don't know. Maradona was a bit mad. I think he'd be worse. He <laughs> <laughs> turned it. Oh, but he was lazy though. That's the thing. In Italian, like, they just gave give the ball to Maradona, and then he would do his thing. No, but it it was the same for everyone though. But now it's true. Now I think it's the nutrition and the knowledge. Mm, mm. It's a lot more widespread because you see nearly everyone is like what I would call like otter mode you know there's shit like swimmer, swimmer's physique where they're not exactly like they're not built too muscly like yeah, yeah. not too heavy yeah yeah but they all got, got like a kind of six pack physique of course but it's still like very low body fat like high like still lots of muscle like probably as much muscle for power as necessary. Like Michael Phelps, kind of. Yeah, yeah, like a kind of Phelps. Yeah, build, yeah, definitely. That's what you got. Because you got to have strength and power and endurance with football, man. But, yeah. So, Bruno, I think, revitalised the season. I think, though, that coming second it was a false... It was a false dawn. We'll be fighting for top four next season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, really, Sancho... I could, I could leave Sancho aside, personally. I think Diallo... He's a bit of a sick player. I don't know if you've seen any of him. He's the Ivory Coast cat. I saw him, uh, was it Europa League against, um, who was it? Who did you guys have before in the semi-finals? Oh, and he scored the header. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I already thought, the moment I saw that header, I was like, damn, that's not normal. A kid don't come in and score that kind of header and run into that space without being talented. So... I feel like Sancho, why are you going to bring in Sancho? Because it just, we're not going to win the Premier League season, so there's no point in bringing in Sancho now. Mm. You could you could play Diallo for a season because all you're doing now is stacking options. Really, you need to spend the Sancho money on a centre-back mm. or you need to bring in a, a defensive midfielder because I think Pogba is just going to run down his contract. That's what he's going to do. And he'll go somewhere else, maybe likely in Madrid, like he's always wanted to. And he's okay. already old. He's already quite well, old. 28? 28, yeah. But by the time mm. he goes, he'll be 29. Okay. So he'll want to go to Madrid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Madrid have, have actually got a really old centre midfield. It's still the same cats of Modric, um, yeah. uh, Tony Cruz and Casemiro. They ain't changed that for years. But Modric, well, He's last 35. time I watched Modric was World Cup against England. He was still beast. Yeah, he was playing well against um, Belgium the other day. So, uh, l- what are your predictions for the game today? So, England, we've got Croatia. So, Croatia, they're a hard-working team. But the thing is, it's still the same Croatia from the last World Cup. There hasn't yeah. been no like, young players. It's still the same squad. 
So it's going to still going to be the same premise. I feel like they're going to have a lot of the ball, move it around. Arsenal, um, England have got to be patient. But we've got enough flair to get through them, I believe, definitely. It's just what we do without the ball. Oh, okay. And how we set up. We're playing three at the back, we're playing four at the back. Yeah, it's actually not clear at the minute that. Definitely. If we play three at the back, then I feel that would, that would benefit Croatia more. Because we're basically allowing, that's counter-attacking football. Whereas if we play four at the back, a bit more at risk of being opened up, but still, we could be able to get play, play through them. So I reckon 2-1 England. 2-1 England. Yeah, I'll be okay. optimistic, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I do think you're probably right that England will concede the goal. I do agree with that for mm. sure. But uh, yeah, I think 2-1, that would also be my uh, prediction just because I think we will concede the goal. But I also think Croatia will definitely concede the goal. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it just ends 1-1. England don't break them down by the end. Yeah. But if they do break them down... I See, this is the thing. I think if England win, it's 3-1. If they don't win, it's 1-1. That's, how, that's my feeling. Okay, you don't think it's going to be a tight game? No. Because this is the first time these players are all playing together at a major tournament. Because before it was a different squad. No, no, it's true. But let's see. I mean... We need to see who he starts with because, like you said, he's still not clear. But I really would prefer a back four than a back three. Mm. Even if it is a, an attacking back three, I think it's just awkward positioning and, and stuff. You yeah, know, yeah. I think I think a, a four three three is is where to go. Bigkids.com. Yeah, check us out. Send us some voice messages if you're listening through. Appreciate everyone who's listening to um, our podcast. Oh, absolutely. It's amazing, actually. You know, we take the time to record it, but we we do do it with no expectation of anyone taking the time to listen. Yeah, exactly. So, no, much love for that. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. But I think we've got to have a, a, some beverages now and get ready for the game. All right, safe. Peace.